0: Welcome to the Milestones Motivation and Money Podcast, hosted by Angel Radcliffe. Tune in as we discuss finances, success stories, and inspiring vibes that will help nurture growth. Hey, 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 it's Angel and welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, we are discussing pivoting and we're almost to november only two more months left in this year we've been in this pandemic for seven months And many businesses have had to do the what I'm calling pandemic pivot, you got to do the pandemic pivot to stay afloat. And we've seen so many businesses that have not stayed afloat, and they failed. So I want to discuss a lot of the pivoting that I've seen, and what's been working even for myself. And so let's get right into it. Okay, so let's start off, let's go back to March or even end of February when, um, before the actual shutdowns, right? And I remember I was traveling for a while and I remember being home for a few weeks in February and then towards the end of February, specifically because my birthday is at the end of February, I remember this, going to the grocery store. And there was no toilet paper. And I was like, let me go to Sam's Club. I went to Sam's Club. And I'm like, well, when is Sam's Club ever out of toilet paper? And then there was no bottled water. And I was like, what is going on? And I remember calling a few of my friends, asking around people who lived in different parts of town, like... Do you have water? Do you have toilet paper? And they're like, yeah, we have it over here. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, everyone was just so, like, in denial of this toilet paper water shortage. And then, like, boom, the next week, we everything, the ish hit the fan where it's on national news. You see on CNN headlines, like, toilet paper shortage, water shortage, and, of course, like, city started shutting down. I can't remember which city started shutting down first. But even before this mask mandate, I remember being in the grocery store and waiting to check out and people had like scarves over their face and mask and I saw I saw one person in at the beginning of March in a full hazmat suit. Now granted, like we've been in, in uh, quarantine for seven months now. So I've seen it quite a few times. And I remember like, what is going on? And then of course, everything just starts shutting down businesses, And if you remember, um, early in another episode, I mentioned I purchased a home this year. So this year has Been a hot mess. And I remember waiting for my furniture to be delivered and the store calling me and saying, Okay, we're not going to be able to deliver your furniture. We're being asked to shut down. And I was in a new house, no furniture. And I'm like, What is going on? (laughs) So many issues, like service related issues with so many businesses. And if we sit back and we do a little reflection, we think of how these businesses could have more so stayed afloat, right? How could they have pivoted to be what was, um, what was considered a, a necessary business, right, for for them to stay open? Because all of these businesses, like Costco, Best Buy, um, those businesses were not closed down. But if you can see, like smaller businesses, restaurants, a lot of places were shut down, and we're like, well, what the heck is going on? Like why couldn't these companies come up with something like really fast in order for them to stay in business. So um, I'm in Dallas, and there's a large furniture store that we have here called Nebraska Furniture Mart. Now Nebraska Furniture Mart was still open. But the furniture store that I ordered from was shutting down. And I said, Well, what's the difference? How is Nebraska still open? But this little not necessarily mom and pop, but local furniture store um, has to shut down. And I was told, because the local store was not selling anything that was uh, mandated as a necessity, uh, i.e. like work from home items. And the larger furniture store, they had electronics, they had computers, they had desks. And that's like where everyone was transitioning to this whole work from home phase. And so I said, oh, wow. So if someone in their inventory, logistics, business operations department got together, put their hats on and said, wait a minute, Let's order some inventory and let's say, yes, we do offer these things. Let's stay in business. That's pivoting, right? And I think there was like a lot of anxiety, a lot of pressure. um, So many people not really knowing like what's next for people to really think these things out. But as the pandemic has went on, you'll see so many places have stepped up and said, no, we are not going to lose revenue. Uh, We don't want to lay employees off. We have to find a way to make money. And so, of course, like the first thing, if if you're a mom and pop type shop, Um, And you're more so used to being face to face with people or you have a service oriented business um, that hasn't been in this digital space. That was the number one pivot. Go digital, (laughs) go big or go home. Right. And so any business that was not in this digital aspect was losing from the jump, losing from the jump. And you'll see so many places are like, all right, we don't have a website. We're not on social media. We have to get digital. Digital transformation has been popping for at least the last like seven years. e-commerce has been the last ten years. like we've been discussing like the rise of e-commerce. So you see all the retail stores shutting down. Amazon's taking over. Um, if you have a product, most places are having their products distributed on Amazon. So it's like people are waiting until the absolute last minute to think about digital, which is like number one on my list. <laughs> so um, for me, I remember, Being an entrepreneur, I've I've been an entrepreneur. I don't like to use the word serialpreneur, but I have owned a few businesses. And my first business, I started um, out of college and I'm on my third now, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. You live and you learn and you um, learn to do new things and you're passionate about different things. But I remember I was, my business was not on social media until 2015. And I remember how much that hurt me. And for a company now in 2020, that doesn't have your business online, you don't have social media, and something such as Coronavirus hits. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Can you imagine like how these people were panicking to hire someone to hurry up and get them online, train their employees? Like what are they doing? What's their marketing strategy? How do you how do you do Facebook ads? How do you do Instagram ads? And and so that was probably a complete nightmare. (laughs) I am I'm betting that this was a complete nightmare. So um, going digital, that's been like the number one pivot. And for businesses that are listening, even Even if you are a solopreneur and you offer a service and let's say you pick up most of your clients at conferences and, and now it's like, all of these conferences have been (laughs) digital or virtual. And, and it's not the same because we're not meeting people like face to face, you're not having that time to have those side conversations during intermission and pass out your business card or even carry your products with you. I know for myself, when I was attending a conference in my purse, I had my cards, I had my books, I had shirts, I had everything that I have, you got to have a sample of something to let people know what your offering is. And sometimes it's harder to do that with these virtual conferences. But one Thing I can say is, so. If you if you're listening, you're a solopreneur. You have a service. Get online. Do some live streaming. <laughs> get those Instagram uh, posts popping. Get those Twitter posts popping. And, and if you're not good at it, hire someone. So we have to step up and we have to make sure our businesses are ready because I don't think that we've seen the end of coronavirus. And so. Let's talk about some other pivoting, something that's like really different that I've seen. So, of course, a lot of restaurants were hit with this big shutdown. And one thing that I've seen restaurants do to pivot, I've seen some restaurants that were selling produce. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is a smart idea. Because how many times can you think back to March, April, even May, going to the grocery store and the produce was like wiped? If you didn't get there right when they put out that inventory you were probably not going to get some fresh fruits and vegetables. It Here's the thing. There were like select things that were there, I guess, items that people didn't necessarily take a liking to. Like I saw watermelon. I saw uh, tomatoes, <laughs> Brussels sprouts, but like all the popular things. Of, you're thinking onions. I remember posting online and I said, how is the store sold out of onions? Like people are buying up these onions and someone commented and they said, Um, most people don't know, but onions are used for medicinal purposes, as well as like, of course, like number one, flavoring, like all of your food. And you think about all the different things that you can make with onions, like you flavor, your soup, you flavor, your meat, you put some in your salad, but, but also like you can chop them up and freeze them. So I was like, dang, like people are buying onions. Like I, I saw a lot of people starting gardens. (laughs) <laughs> they were so tired of the produce being sold out. people were starting their own gardens but but like this idea of like restaurants selling produce that was, oh my gosh, that was king. I was like this is amazing I love it And so those restaurants weren't necessarily able to um sell sell as much since they were of course like on limitations or some weren't even opening back up yet or even think about when restaurants were allowed to open. There was like this 25% capacity and then 50%. And now I'm in Texas so we're at the 75%. But you still don't see people going out to restaurants um, how we used to. So these restaurants have have also pivoted by creating what's called these DIY kits. So they're including like recipe cards, um, very similar to those kits that you get at home. I can't even think of the name, Blue Apron. And I can't think of the name of the other one where they send you the groceries in the mail with your um, recipe cards and you make it. Restaurants are really doing the same thing and they're saying, Okay, pick up, we'll do curbside delivery. Um, I've seen some restaurants saying that they'll drop off the food at your home. They're gonna drop off all the items you need to recreate your favorite entree, recreate your dessert. I've seen I've seen restaurants selling gallons of margaritas and I said, What? <laughs> what in the heck gallons of margarita to go and I thought that would be like for a limited time I said okay now um they're gonna cut this out because I've never seen in Texas where you can really do like drive-through alcohol that has me thinking like New Orleans and if anyone's ever been to New Orleans you see like the drive-through margarita shops and you can drink and drive at the same time like I've never seen that anywhere else and then all of a sudden you you're having drive through margaritas and pictures to pick up. And so I was like, okay, like these places, they have it down packed. They are down with the pivot, down with the pandemic pivot as I'm calling it. And so, um these are the ways that, that these places have more so stay state of flow. And I'm so proud because I have my favorite restaurant that's Uptown Dallas. And I was like, let me see if they're still open. I have to go down here. It's a Thai restaurant. And I go down there all the time to get Drunken Noodles. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Malai is still open. And I've seen that they've pivoted. And I was like, good for them because I was going to have to call the owner and give them some ideas. <laughs> so we don't need you guys to close. But um, there's so many restaurants that haven't been successful. There's so many Local owned mom and pop type restaurants have had to shut their doors and some that are very historic, um, not only to the city that I'm in, but possibly to the city that you're in. And so that's a shame. Um, It's a complete shame. And so I I just wish that. Um, businesses probably would have had some sort of plan contingency plan on hand of what they would do, you know if they had less customers or what's the backup plan. you know we always think about like plan B, having your plan B, not even just the plan B, but plan C, right? because sometimes your plan A or your plan B is not working. So I think when when businesses are planning out their actual business plan and you're thinking about what those targets are for you to actually profit, You have to have some sort of backup plan to maybe even adding in some sort of service or other inventory to survive. And um, sometimes um, some people are just not that creative or don't necessarily have those options. But um, I'm hoping that all of those businesses that have had to shut down will make it back someday. And so I want to move on and I want to discuss clothing companies because we see we were all in the house. And so you think about all the inventory in the malls and your favorite store. Those items were sitting on racks for months. I remember going to a store just maybe two months ago and the racks were marked 90% off. Now these are name brand, high end designer items. And I'm like, what is going on? And I don't need any more clothes. If you know me, you know, one, I used to be a shopaholic in my past life, <laughs> long before I started teaching financial literacy. Um, And so I actually still have like a ton of clothes in my closet. And um, those of you who've been following me will see like a few years ago, I even posted things on Poshmark to start selling. And so I try not to like overbuy things or buy things that I don't need. But At that particular time, when I saw these items for ninety percent off, I said, "Oh my gosh, this is a steal!" Like dresses that would normally cost eight and nine hundred dollars for forty and fifty dollars. Now, I I did pick up a few, and I posted online. I said, "I'm gonna put this on eBay and I'm gonna put this on Poshmark and I'm gonna flip this." (laughs) And so I I did that, and I was like, "Okay, I don't want to make this like a full time job or anything. I'm just gonna do it, and I'll use the profit to buy myself something nice to treat myself right (laughs) for quarantine." And so. and so you think about these companies that have been losing money, clothing companies, what have they done to pivot? What are we all wearing every single day? Every single day, we're required to wear a mask. And so you'll see that these companies are now coming out with a mask. And you see Adidas. I've seen Under Armour. I've seen Gucci. I've seen Louis Vuitton. Of course, high-end designers have to cater to their audience as well. And their mask, they're not cheap. I believe Under Armour was selling their mask for $30 or $40, and you only get one, maybe two, depending on the design in a pack. And I think that's pretty pricey, like, but people want something that's customized, or they want something that's nice, because you're having to wear this mask on your face, like all day, especially if you are in a position where you can't work from home remotely, and you're in the public eye, um, and you have like a service related position, you may not want to wear that that blue medical mask or that N95 mask. And so people, especially the kids that are going back to school, we have to think about that as well, um, they want something fun. Disney came out with masks, and I was like, "Wow!" I actually called it. I called it uh, probably back in March, and I was like, "This is insane!" And I said, "I said people are gonna make all this money off a of mask," and a light bulb went off. So if you've been on my website, you see that I created a mask too. There is a balling on a budget mask. It's available on my website because I called it back in March and I said, people are going to have to wear these masks. You know how much money people are going to start making. And I would see ads popping up on Facebook and people are creating masks out of different types of fabric. And, and I said, this is like the next big thing. So if you're listening and you haven't created a mask, Create a mask, add that to your products, add that to your inventory, <laughs> because these masks aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So, of course, the clothing companies caught on probably around the same time. I was thinking about that probably before. I'm sure they have like um, all these big wigs who thought about this at the very beginning, <laughs> the very beginning of the shutdown. Like we're going to create some masks. So kudos to them. Um, let's talk about distilleries. So this is this is big. Because I was like, okay, people are still buying alcohol. I remember the liquor stores were still open. And you see so many people driving up, filling their car up with alcohol and beer. Because they're at home, they're stressed out, they're anxious. The kids are in the house. Like, you have to work and you have to be a school teacher at the same time if you have kids. Uh, If not, some people are just playing on losing their minds. And so people were drinking. Um, I was like, I was not expecting the distillery companies to pivot, but they pivoted. Now I think that their revenues were definitely higher than normal because they had a surge in sales, but at the same time they pivoted to start creating hand sanitizers. And you'll, you'll hear of so many companies that are coming out and they have the hand sanitizer in the bottle and they have the label with the, um, their liquor company name and logo. And I said, this is amazing. So If you look at some of the the trends, the profits, um, even stocks, you'll see that these companies have definitely stayed on top. All right. And so I already mentioned like more so restaurants offering these DIY kits, but think about bakeries. Bakeries have been doing the same thing. And I thought that this was like really awesome. So I first found out about the bakery one. Um, There was someone in my neighborhood and they were selling DIY cookie kits, cupcake kits, uh, cake kits. And I said, this is like, this is amazing. Because of course, if you have small children, they love that they love to decorate their own um, baked goods. And so um, that was a winner right there. Um, Here's my last pivot that I've seen. Um, And I've already discussed like clothing stores doing the mask. But think about small boutiques. So not necessarily a large store like Adidas, Under Armour, some huge brand, but mom and pop stores, um, boutiques, those have suffered, right? And I've seen a lot of boutiques that do offer some sort of online or e-commerce, but here's the kicker. Here's what I've seen people doing. They're live streaming their inventory. They have one or two models on hand, and they're doing like a virtual runway show of their items so that you can still order those unique items that you find at a smaller boutique and this actually reminds me of someone um, that I know from the online world who does her her jewelry parties online and I said okay now she was ahead of the game she's been doing that for maybe five years since I've been following her And I said, okay, these small boutiques are like picking up on that. They're, they're doing live streams. They have the virtual runway. They're still trying to get their items sold and big ups to them, big ups to them. All right. So you guys, I I really wanted to come on and just discuss like the different ways, the top ways that business had businesses have been pivoting. And give some ideas and some suggestions. So I hope if you are, if you haven't yet pivoted and you're in this virtual world, especially if you're listening to this podcast, I need you to get your pen and paper out, start writing down some ideas and pivot your business because we are not going to fail. We're going to stay in this, right? We're two more months into 2020 and then we have a fresh slate. So let's hope 2021 is nothing like 2020, okay? And here's the thing right now. Um, If you want to survive this pandemic, even future pandemics, number one, get online, have some e-commerce, have some sort of digital footprint. Take these suggestions that I just told you about, especially if you have a restaurant, you have a bakery, if you have baked goods. Um, You can even, you can even start like mailing your items. This doesn't have to be something that's local. Yes, you can mail food. You can do food on dry ice. Yes, you can mail baked goods. Come on, get the packaging together. And if you haven't created a mask, create a dang mask. And no, you don't have to be a clothing company. If you have a brand, if you are listening to this podcast and you have a brand, you need a mask on your website. Create one because your followers will buy it. So post it on your Facebook, post it on your Instagram, your Twitter um with your brand name or whatever your catchy logo is mine is balling on the budget y'all don't don't forget that go on my website and order a mask but um but you guys it's been so hard and I mentioned on the last podcast how my business has not exceeded the revenue expectations for this year it's been it's been tough but thankfully I have another source of income. And thankfully, I have a very good savings. So I said, Okay, if anything, I'm prepared for the worst, right. But there are some people who are not so lucky. I was reading an article the other day. And, you know, we always talk about saving money, we always talk about being prepared for those emergencies, having that emergency fund. We've been in this pandemic for seven months, the suggested amount Um, To save for your emergency fund is three months of expenses or sometimes six months of expenses. There are people who have exhausted those six months of emergency expenses. There are people who were laid off back in March in April, and they still haven't found another source of income or other employment. Um, There are people who are in the corporate world or have a full time job, and they have a business as well. And they use their business to boot, they use their, um, their corporate income to bootstrap their business. And so if they've lost their job, and they're trying to maintain too, sometimes, you know, people haven't been that lucky to survive this seven months. So if you're listening, I am going to send some prayers out to you. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram or Twitter, Miss MissRNBA, M-I-S-S-R-N-B-A. If you have any questions, shoot me over an email, head over to the website, and hopefully um, I, can, I can help. But uh, here's another big one before we close out. Partner with other businesses. Two ways to do that. Find someone who's doing the same thing as you Because sometimes your competition is not always your competition. Find someone who's doing the same thing as you and you guys partner up. Partner up on a live stream. Partner up on some sort of free webinar. Partner up to showcase inventory, right? Have some sort of deal. Buy one, get one. Uh, Put your pieces together. If it's a service, partner up. And then the second way, find someone who's doing something totally to the left of what you're doing and um, help each other. We're, We're all business owners. We have to help each other. So many people have this dream of entrepreneurship. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes it doesn't work out and it's okay to fall down and get up and try again. So if you're one of those people who are trying to try again, um, it's possible because there are so many things in this lifetime that we will learn and so many lessons that will help us become better. So hopefully these last seven months has, has been a beautiful lesson for everyone, no matter what your situation And you guys, that's all I have today. But I hope to have you on the next episode. I hope that these were some good tips and resources as far as what I've seen in regards to pivoting. And you guys, let's just keep it going two more months, two more months to close out this year and we're going to start anew, right? You can start even before 2021 but we want to start fresh. We don't want to hear 2020 ever again. <laughs> Thanks for listening. So thank Stay for connected with Angel, Angel online on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss Rmba. that's M-I-S-S R-M-B-A be sure to subscribe and review. Join us next time as we continue to empower you through milestones stones, motivation, and money.